In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We continue our homily series on the Litany of St. Joseph, and today we consider Joseph most faithful. Faith is, and faithfulness in particular, uh, can be considered in two ways. St. Thomas, in his Summa, points to faithfulness, first and foremost, as being one of the uh, essential virtues, uh, faith, hope, and charity, being full of faith, or it can also refer to the fruit of the Holy Spirit, that fruit whereby others can trust us to be true, to not betray them in some way. And they're both very important, and, and today I'd like to actually speak about both, since, of course, Joseph would have had both elements of this kind of faithfulness. First and foremost, we have this power of belief. We already have spoken about the fact of the content of what Joseph believed. Let's not forget, and I just love this, it's one of the things I've learned from preparing for this homily series, that the Blessed Virgin Mary and Joseph were the first to have the honor of being um, believers in the Trinity as a revealed doctrine. Because, of course, the Blessed Virgin Mary at the Annunciation would have heard the words of Gabriel talking about the power of God, talking about the Son of God, and, of course, the Holy Spirit active in this uh, incarnation. So we have the Trinity. It's just a beautiful thing. And, of course, uh, she would have mentioned this to Joseph, her betrothed. This content of the faith, though, is what is believed. We hear in Scripture that faith is the assurance of those things hoped for. And, of course, that means, more technically speaking, faith is the assent of the mind and the heart. It is an assent to things that we often can't prove, that we can't always have uh, enough evidence on. There's almost always evidence, of course, because we can experience uh, God's grace active in our lives. But it's very often not a matter of logic, or it's not a matter of complete, overpowering physical evidence, except in those situations of miracles, which, again, still uh, takes faith. This faith Joseph would have had, faith in the one true God, faith in his revelation all throughout Old, the Old Testament, and faith in that which was not seen yet, that which was not fully understood, faith-seeking understanding. He not only had the great privilege of believing, first and foremost, in that which is central to our New Testament faith, the Trinity and the Incarnation, but the power of his faith. We are now ending that segment of the litany where we have most in front of everything, most this, most that, most faithful. And this is so appropriate because of the power that our Lord gave to him, the grace that he was given to believe, to trust in God, to believe in God's promise, to believe in God's grace, and to believe that, yes, he was to fulfill this particular role as the husband of the Blessed Virgin Mary and as the father, foster father of the Messiah. This does take great faith. 
This takes, Lord, you have to be here. We can see, as we've mentioned before, how many astounding miracles were worked. It doesn't seem as if there were any while Jesus was being cared for by Joseph, except for the appearance of the angel. Except for the angel saying, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, uh, you know, flee to Egypt, and now you can return back to Israel. Those are definite miracles, just the appearance of an angel. But in everything else, it was God acting through Joseph with his grace, but Joseph needed to activate his faith, saying, I trust that you are behind this. I believe that you are here supporting me in this great mission. So notice how faithfulness undergirds everything else that we must do. As we hear the great apostle James mentioning in his letter, you show me your works, you show me your faith without works, and I will show you the faith that undergirds my works. My brothers and sisters, if we want to have charity, we first and foremost need faith. We first and foremost need that utter confidence in God's love and care for us. And then notice faithfulness is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. That means that others, in a sense, can trust in us, can be dependent on us, can realize that we are going to be there for them. And this is where we get our sense of faithfulness as one of the goods of marriage. And it is amazing. Sometimes in language, you know, things change over 700 years. But the fact that St. Thomas Aquinas just brings up the two meetings of fidelity that we still use today, faith in the content, faith in God and in in our uh, religion, and also having others have a kind of faith in us. Mary could depend upon Joseph. He was someone she could depend upon, someone who wasn't going to break her confidence. We're not just speaking about being unfaithful in, you know, against the sixth commandment. Of course, Joseph was uh, not anywhere close to that. But we are meant to be someone that is able to be there for our spouse, to be caring, to be generous, to be kind, to be listening to be that support, that buttress for them, someone that they can say, just as God loves me, this person almost loves me as much. That's quite a tall order. But that is what we want to strive for. No one can love like God, but we are called to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect in heaven. And of course, Joseph was faithful in his duties as a father, teaching Jesus all that he needed to be taught insofar as he needed it as a human being. Obviously, Jesus, uh, being the Son of God made flesh, would have, you know, according to tradition, many theologians would have had, as a human, the beatific vision and would have had uh, the kind of, obviously, the kind of knowledge of God. But we know there was a self-emptying. It's a great mystery. We're not going to go into that now. But nonetheless, learned so much from Joseph learned those human things that we all need to learn, learned the trade of being a carpenter. And of course, after, G after Joseph's death, Jesus supported his mother until the age of 30. Everly sisters, our faith must undergird everything we do. There's no point in being here today unless our faith is strong. Do we believe 
in God, in his goodness? Do we believe in his mercy? Do we believe in his love for us? Do we believe in the church's teaching in a time when the world is casting it aside as if it's nothing? And can we be faithful in our vocations? Can we be faithful in our vocation as a husband or a wife? Faithful not only by avoiding sin, but faithful in what we actively give our spouse as the blessed Joseph gave to the Virgin Mary. Saint Joseph, most faithful, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.